Freedom to They Mostly Podcast at Night, Episode 31, Dawn of the Dead. When there's no more room in this podcast, the dead will walk the earth. Bam! That's how you do it! That was a really good intro. Thank you. I felt it. Did you feel it? I did. I was channeling Ken for that. You did so good. (laughs) Thank you. I think Ken would be proud. He would be proud. He's like, baby, you did good. Since he's our buddy now. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. With uh, your host, Chaos. And your co-host, Carnage. Who's giving me weird looks now. (laughs) Obviously, this time we looked at the original 1979 Dawn of the Dead by Mr. George A. Romero, the most brilliant man. Okay, not the most brilliant man, but a really brilliant guy. Uh, Who who I love, if that wasn't obvious. You know what's weird? What? This movie says it came out in 1978, but then it also says it came out in 1979. I'm seeing it everywhere, 78, 79. And your notes say 79, but I'm seeing 78, too. I don't know. Rotten Tomatoes said 79. Okay, well, the movie came out in either 78 There's, or 79 before we were born. There is, so. a, there is a story, I, but I can't remember what it is. But it doesn't matter. Good story. Yeah. Okay. It was awesome. <laughs> I tell such good stories, don't I? When we were negative two or three. <laughs> so depending. this movie came out then. <laughs> um, uh, it was two hours, seven wait. minutes. You're getting too fast. You're going too fast. I haven't done the for newbies. Oh. I thought I... See, newbies. They're there. I don't see newbies in most of... Newbies. Oh. Right after intros. Whoops. You didn't read the script. (laughs) I did not read the script. (laughs) Sorry, newbies. Sorry to interrupt you. We love you. Because you really seemed like you were going somewhere like that. You do newbies. For... (laughs) They're all yours. (laughs) Line up Uh, for chaos. For anyone who might be new to the show, this is where we like to say uh, (laughs) what you're in for, which is is not is does not mean run. It does not mean that. It means it means line up in an orderly fashion. No, it means sit down. I mean, if you want, (laughs) this is not easy. Okay. That's what she said. Shit. <laughs> if you're new, if you're brand new to the show, let's just say uh, this show is two best friends who love to bicker about horror movies. And are somewhat off kilter. And, and disgusting. What? I'm not disgusting. I'm the disgusting one. You are the disgusting one. Yes. You're the Perverse. one who's always trying Perverse to eat hot dogs is- and then fart. <laughs> God, thanks for sharing all my secrets. Jeez. You said it on one of the earlier episodes. That's the I'm only kidding. reason why I shared. I'm kidding. I wouldn't have shared that if you hadn't have already <laughs> outed yourself about that particular thing. If you haven't run in terror yet, buckle up and strap in. <laughs> or strap on. Whichever you... Strap in and strap on. <laughs> oh my God. It's really late at night for me. It is not late at night. <laughs> it is 8.30. That is a half hour past my bedtime. Is, that is... <laughs> pathetic. A, a pathetic. <laughs> B, it's only 8.20. Oh, it's 20 minutes past my bedtime. Even later. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like you and Maverick last episode. I don't I math. I don't math. math. I love it. I know that was great. Oh. So Hi, welcome, Maverick. newbies. We love you and we welcome you with open arms. We hope that you will stay through the whole episode. <laughs> Keep going. It gets better. It gets better, kids. It gets so much worse. No, it doesn't. Shut up. We have insider knowledge, okay. so you stick around. So now now I have said my piece to the newbies, so now you can go back to... Uh, oh, Dawn of the Dead yeah, was Dawn of the Dead. made in either 1978 or 79 before either Chaos or Cards were born. Yes. It was two hours and seven minutes long, horror thriller, and it was an 8.0 on the IMDb scale. How about that tomato meter? The Rotten Tomato Meter. The Rotten Tomato Meter is certified fresh at a 93%. Critic consensus, one of the most compelling and entertaining zombie films ever, Dawn of the Dead perfectly blends pure horror and gore with social commentary on material society. Audience score, 90%. Great. Are you ready for my summary? I am ready for this. Okay. I'm so ready. I got the popcorn. Okay, zombies take over the world, crazy white lady and arrogant flyboy with two of the hot cops from Arrested Development take over a mall. <laughs> Things go awry. What? Okay. What? I like it. I like it a lot, actually. They were hot cops. I mean, come on. And I can't stand flyboy, so. And I didn't even like Francine either until the end. Um, yeah, I, you and know, then I liked her at the end. Francine did not impress me until She the grew end. on me. Yeah, she, she grew on me too. She grew balls, she grew on me. Right. Yeah. Which was cool because you got to watch her develop her balls. Yes, literally and physically. Yep, Wait, you, got, you, got no. a, you got to see those balls grow. <laughs> no, that was the baby. What? She was pregnant. I knew she was pregnant. It wasn't balls, it was the baby. No, I think she was already strong. It's just she took her a little bit of time to get settled before raising her voice. She just had to come out of her shock a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think she did. I think she kind of had to find her place on the team, too. Yes. Do you want a better summary than that? I thought that was a great summary. Um, Well, how about something a little bit more in-depth? Because this this one's pretty old, and um, I don't think anybody's worried about, like, spoiling themselves for it or watching it first. Well, zombies take over the world, Mm -hmm. and um, there's Francine and her boyfriend, Steven, a.k.a. Flyboy, a.k.a. Big Douchebag. Flyboy. They both work for a TV channel. And they end up escaping in the TV channel's pilot, um, a helicopter, to get away from the zombies and try to find, you know, a safe haven. On the other side of town, you have Peter and Roger, two hot cops, or police officers, as we call them. Um, (laughs) I like how you call them hot cops for some reason. From Arrested Development. The hot cops? Remember the strippers that look at cops? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Anyway, uh, and they're both hot. So, Roger and actually, and Pe- that's really amusing. Okay, go okay. on. <laughs> Roger and Peter um, are taking down this uh, tenement. Yeah, tenement. A ghetto type building. Tenement, yeah. tenement house. That's what a tenement is. That was supposedly full of the zombies, which it was. And um, they're just they're burnt out, and they 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 don't want to deal with these zombies. So they actually join up with Francine and Stephen. Pause for a second. Am I too loud? You're good, but I'm a little too quiet. That's the first for that. I know. Okay, continue. Um, 
they hook up with Stephen and Francine by some miracle, and um, they get into the helicopter and they all fly to Monroeville, PA, outside of a city. And they a take, city, a city. Well, the big cities, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, etc. They were trying to get away from the city. Well, yeah, but I mean, they flew like, all night to get an hour away. I, I think it's really funny too because like Monroeville is right outside PA. I know, like or PA, PA excuse me, Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. Five minutes. And it took them hours, though, to get there. That's yeah. the funny part. Yeah. Maybe they were in Philly, but it still took them hours to get there in a helicopter. That's the best part. And then they hole up in this small, which they kind of make their home. And then Smart. zombies come. And zombies then the biker gum comes after them. Biker gang comes after them and ruins their little... Ruins their little town. Yeah. And then... Mallville. Um, Roger... Uh, uh, Peter... Can't talk. Roger dies. He gets bitten, and he dies. And then Steven gets turned into a zombie, too. So Francine and Peter take off and have a love child together. Good? Uh, yeah. Is that appropriate? I think so. You paused. I don't know. I thought you wanted me to ask me in my summary. I was like, did they have their love child? No, it was Steven's kid, but I think Peter was, like, was man no, enough to it raise was, it for Yeah, that was cute. Peter totally was going to be there for that kid. Yeah. So that's the summary. Um... So there's only really four or five actors in this movie. I mean, there's four main actors. Main actors. Tons of extras. Tons. Mostly family and friends. Yep. People he knew. Actually, um, Ken for 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 a for a for a Ken for a was already friends with um, uh, George Romero as well. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they said what? Like they asked him um, in the documentary I watched why. Did you go with, you know, something to the effect of, like, but he's black, and he's your lead actor, because that just isn't done in Hollywood very often. And um, and he said, well, he was just the best actor we knew. And yeah, but <laughs> there was a black lead actor in The Night of the Living Dead, too. Same thing. He still he got oh. the same questions then too, and he was just like he was just the best actor. Oh, so you're saying George was just colorblind? Yeah, George was just because George was just fucking awesome. George was just uh, it wasn't about black or white, or... right? No, he was already friends with Ken, and and um, same same thing. He picked his main lead for both of those movies just based on who was the best actor. And, you know, color had nothing to do with it. And he was kind of like, why are you even asking me this? Right. But people always would ask him. We miss you, George. We miss you, George. R.I.P. Um, so, yeah, let's, the actors themselves. So, Ken Forey, as you mentioned, was Peter. Um, yes. I one of the him. hot cops. Uh, Roger is my favorite character. Peter's mine, too. Um, obviously. Obviously. Well, Roger's one of them, too, though. So, Roger was by Scott, was played by Scott Renninger. You have um, Stephen, a.k.a. Flyboy, who was played by Dave M.G., and then Francine, who was played by Galen Ross. And you can't not mention, though, um, so one of the zombies was also the makeups. Yeah. Tom Savini. Tom Savini. You cannot not mention Tom Savini. Because even though he was just a zombie, well, no, he wasn't. He was the head of the biker game. Yeah, he was. Um, he wasn't a zombie, I shouldn't say that. But he was also, like, the makeup. He did all the makeup. He did it for he Night did. of the Living Dead, and he did it for this. And he did all the, the special effects, too. Yeah, that's true. And some stunt stunts. Yeah. So he had a pretty big part. So yeah. So you can't not mention him, even though it was kind of smaller part than the core four. Yeah. So. No, I mean, you gotta mention Tom Savini. I mean, he gets as much billing 
at like at that convention at the convention that we went to he yeah. got as much billing as any of the actors which we were just at that convention was it the um 40th anniversary the 40th anniversary of dawn of the dead yes, yes. so we were at monroeville mall in monroeville pa which again is an hour outside of Pittsburgh. If that no, it's five minutes outside. Of Pittsburgh. It's five minutes outside. Five of minutes. Pittsburgh. Sorry, <laughs> I keep thinking of that long helicopter yeah. ride, and I'm like, wow, it's hours. No, no. it wasn't. It's literally <laughs> five minutes outside of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, and it was incredible because we got to meet Ken. We got to meet Galen, who I had a fan growing moment over. Oh my gosh, so funny. Oh wait, I had a summary for this. Actually, I had a summary for the, con- for the convention. convention. Yes. Oh, okay. You What's your convention summary? Chaos and carnage go to Moreauville Mall. Things go awry. Apt. <laughs> Fist bump. Fist bump. Yeah. Boom. Um, yeah, so uh, I fangirled over Galen. <laughs> we, we both fangirled over Ken. Oh my gosh, so hard. Uh, Scott gave me a nod. Yes, he did. Oh no, he gave me a finger wave. He That's gave me a finger right. wave. He gave me a finger wave. Okay, so Roger is my least favorite character. <gasps> No! Are you serious? Yeah, but I'm hurt by the that. only reason I like Steven better than Roger is because David MG kind of looks like Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Laurie. Oh, okay. I thought you said me. I'm like, what? No, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, you said Hugh at first and you laughed and I'm like, you. Yeah, I know. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get it out because like every time I watch this movie, I'm like, he looks like Hugh Laurie. And like that distracts me from the fact that Steven is a stupid fucking He's idiot. He's a pompous ass with no redeeming character. He never redeems himself throughout the whole movie, in my opinion. No, he never does. Um, Francine, I love. I love Francine. Part of the reason I love Francine, though, is because of Galen. Oh, yeah. For sure. Which is why I fangirl over her. But I love that you get to see her character develop. She is yes. a fully realized person, even though she has a uterus. Because for some reason, some filmmakers find that so hard to reconcile the two. Well, I think she had a lot of input in that. Like, I was, and when I talked to her, I, you know, I didn't even mention, I'm so glad that you didn't, you made sure that your character didn't scream in this movie because you didn't want to play the atypical male view of a female character in a horror movie. And I thought that was fantastic to stick to your um, gumption. Yeah. We're picking up, like, stick to your guns on that. Yeah. On that feeling of that. I, I, feel very what did she not say proud oh she said thank you and then i turned away and walked into another man but you sounded so intelligent before you walked into i know someone. right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was horrible and then i'm like oh my god sorry and then i ran away like a little child oh my goodness uh yeah it was embarrassing okay <laughs> but yeah so i mean i think galen brought a lot to that no she did she definitely did i loved her I was like, I didn't even talk to her because I was just like so like. Ah. That's what I thought about Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was sad when Scott died. I know, me too. I was not sad when Steven got turned. No. Not at all. I was actually glad when Steven. <laughs> I was like, whew. But then I was like, yay. Because then Francine got together with Peter and those were my two favorites. So. Well, we don't know that they're a romantic couple. I mean, that's just us. Saying that, but I don't know what you mean. They clearly got no, together. They left together. They stuck together. Okay, they stuck together. But, yeah, they weren't necessarily together. Oh yeah, something else I'll say about Ken as Peter. Um, George Romero mentioned that he purposefully decided not to change any of Peter's dialogue or anything after he hired a black actor for the character, which was also cool. Yeah, that's a good point because it's not like what's the word I'm thinking of. 
It's not changed. Yeah. What, what's, what's the word? I mean, it's not um, stereotypical. Right. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah. That's good news. Good to know. And Ken was awesome. He was so good. Ken was the... Oh, my Peter, God. To meet him was amazing. Oh, my gosh. We had to go meet him twice. Yeah, we did. We did. And I was expecting to be so, like, intimidated by him. And he was the sweetest man. He was so nice. He was. And he was like, okay, come back. You don't have to buy anything. Just come back and talk. And it was just like, oh, my God. Which was really sad because we didn't have enough cash to buy anything I know. Him. I really wanted to. Regrets. Regret. Biggest regret not buying anything from his booth. Because we thought they everyone would take credit cards. So note to you guys that do that, take yeah. credit cards because I would have bought a ton from Ken. I know. I would have too, but yeah, no, they only took cash and I didn't have, and I had spent all my cash. Yeah, I only had 20 bucks. So, so it was like, yeah, yeah, like I had a little bit left, but not enough to get a picture. So right. it was like, it was a bummer. It was, it was a bummer too because they had this giant poster there and he said it was a fan design poster. Yeah. But it was beautiful. You know, it was all vector art, and it was just, like, a scene, and it was very, um, like, reds and yellows and oranges, and it was very, uh, oh, I don't know what I want to say. It was just really cool, and, and you know, so I really wanted that, but it was, like, 60 bucks. It was. It was expensive. It was way outside. Which, like, I totally would have paid him. If you took credit card. But, yeah, I didn't yeah. have 60 bucks in cash. Uh, I don't even think I brought 60 bucks in no, cash. No, I only brought a 20 with me. That was a set point. And I was kind of, like, um, so we talked a little bit about Tom Savini. I was kind of disappointed about Tom. Um, although your sister had a really good talk with him. So maybe he was did just, she? maybe we were just at a bad time. Maybe. Because he didn't even say anything to me, barely. Yeah, I know. And I bought, I did buy one of his posters. He did take credit cards. I did buy one of his posters with his signature on it, which I now have framed at home. Um, but yeah, your sister had a really good conversation with him. So apparently. Oh, really? She so. told you about it? What did they talk about? Um, no, I think I saw it on Facebook. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So about because she was done up in her zombie makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Because I think she wanted to go to his makeup school. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, she's all about him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was... I'm, well, I mean, I remember the makeup school. I'm like, I think that was Tom Savini. Yeah. Because as soon as I heard his name, I was like, wasn't he the one who had the makeup school that that she wanted to go to? Yeah, so... she Well, she's amazing. I wish... That's why I was saying that's if why. we do a float for a parade, I want her to do our makeup. And I want... Her and your brother-in-law I know. to be zombies or something. I think that'd be awesome. I was, like, disappointed that we weren't, like, kind of there together more because I wanted her to do my makeup. Know, right? you know, like well, we were only really there cool. for one day, and they were there but all they weekend. They went there the whole weekend, yeah. They really did it up. We were just, we we were were just like, let's run up there Saturday. I know. Because <laughs> it's not that far. But we saw everything, though. We did get to see we everything. Didn't. Yeah, we got to see some of this. I mean, we got to see Ken speak. That was the greatest thing. Oh my god, I was so glad so. that we were there for his panel when he got when he spoke because that was mm. so awesome. Which I'm gonna put some of the videos up on Facebook. I don't think I can I do it on Instagram too. Yeah, you can do videos. I'll on do. Instagram. I'll, I'm gonna upload some of the videos on Instagram and Facebook. So check out our Instagram and Facebook if you want to see Ken speak. That'll be cool because he's cool. He's got some good stories, and I've saved them all. He so. does, yeah. And there's a really touching uh, part of the documentary that I watched called "Documentary of the Dead," um, <laughs> where uh, he talks about George Romero. See. And where he, he talks about how pleasant he was, how he was just like water. He just flowed with whatever the situation was. There was no pressure in his directing. He was just, and he would take, like, he, and they, they said, like, he would take um, 
input from you know anyone people on the crew didn't matter how it was like a democracy mm-hmm. on his set and everything and what a, just what a pleasant nice guy he was and they honored him you wanted to talk a little about how they honored yeah. them all yeah they they that was the another thing that was really cool about this convention was it wasn't just a convention they had commissioned a bronze bust of him to be cast and uh they were Commemor- honoring his memory with this bus they, and unveiled they were unveiling it at during the convention so um, yeah we got to see that and I will post a picture of that because I have a picture of it I do too yeah. okay and it has a nice little plaque with a nice some some sweet words about him on it and uh, yeah we'll post that on Instagram too yeah very cool stuff um, yeah so there were it was pretty cool uh, you know the convention was awesome we got to go see the airfield actually where um, yeah. one of the big scenes took place, the Monroeville, uh, no, it wasn't Monroeville Airport, what was it called? It was, um, I have it here. The airstrip that was used in the field was the Harold W. Brown Memorial Field, okay, the Monroeville Municipal Airport. We have to go see that. Um, it was interesting because it was kind of scary. There were some sketchy people back there. That yeah. we, but the, we did not stay. The um, building was still there, the one that um, Peter was in when the, Children zombies who actually were Tom Savini's niece and nephew attacked him. Uh, yeah, so that, that building was still there. It was yeah, pretty cool. so. that was that was cool. You could tell it was old. But yeah, that you was could. cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, oh, and of course, I mean, just you know, conventions always have vendors, and vendors are awesome. But I liked I liked how the the main panels happened just in the atrium. Yeah. And so it was like you always knew when the panel was starting or knew what was going on because it was right there. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes you go to conventions and it's like I don't know what the hell is going on or where it is or how to find it. Right. And it was all centrally located. Yeah. Right by cool. Penny's. And well, it was so cool Penny's that now. they had it in the mall like during the mall was open and there oh, were yeah. just regular shoppers everywhere like what is this? And it, But it was like, yeah, it was really cool. So there were, it was the atrium for the things and there was four... Exhibition halls. Yes. So one was just showing, uh, actually they were showing the documentary there. Yeah. In uh, one of the exhibit halls. And then uh, two of them were the, um, the, so many of the zombies. I mean, like I said, we were, they were friends and family Mm -hmm. and um, they came to sign autographs and then um, all the main characters except for uh, David MG uh, was there as well Mm -hmm. to sign autographs. And then the other one was just merch. Yeah. So, but it's pretty cool, though. But, I don't know. It was some, some cool vendors, though. Like, some of it was just, like, people just selling stuff. But I, like, I always like going to conventions and seeing, like, the artists yeah. who are selling what they've made. Like, that is so cool to me. That's always, like, the most fun thing is because I'm an artist is, like, going and seeing other artists and what they make. Like, I love that. That's as much fun to me as, like... You know, well, and this definitely had some different stuff too. Like there was, um, I don't know if you saw or not, but the um, different like cow brain in glass and stuff like that. Yeah. And the the what was the My Little? I really like that one, the My Little Ponies, but they were evil My Little. They were ponies. evil what My Little Ponies. We'll have to look remember. it up again. And that was cute. We'll we'll tag to it because it was pretty awesome. Actually, the evil My yeah. Little Ponies because she was pretty and, awesome actually. And, oh, and there was um, a woman there selling. Um, like CNC laser cut steel, uh, like signs for your walls, not signs, but like symbols and stuff. Like she had a chainsaw. She had a walk. She had like a several walking dead themed ones. Mm -hmm. I got a little, um, pentagram from her pentacle actually. And, uh, to hang on my wall. 
And uh, she had a really cool Cthulhu one that I wanted to. And um, and it was funny because her boyfriend or husband made like these like dolls, like modified yes. dolls. And she said everybody always thought that he did the the steel stuff and she did the dolls. And, and it was so always funny. like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That was pretty neat. Um, they had a lot of stuff from uh, Walking Dead too, of course. Of course, yeah. you can. I mean, ever since that show came out, you can't go to a horror convention. The one, oh, the one year that I went to Horror Hound in Cincinnati. Oh my God, it was just like, why didn't you just name this Walking Dead convention? Because that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> it was like, it was more than fifty percent of the booths had Walking Dead stuff. I swear. And then, of course, like, they had several actors there, and Norman Reedus was there, and everybody was, like, out of their minds insane about <laughs> Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus. I, I, love Norman, I love Norman Reedus, too. But, oh my gosh, you would have you thought that, like, I don't know, who's, like, the most famous person that you can think of? Really? You're going to ask me that? Barack Obama. I don't know. Okay, you would have thought that, like, Barack Obama was in this place, and everybody was lining up to meet him well, with how out-of-their-minds insane people were. Everyone loves Norman Reedus. To meet Reedus. Norman Reedus. I've loved Norman Reedus since Boondock Saints. I go out of my mind to meet... Okay. Well, then your love is true. No, I'm just kidding. It is true. Shut up. Um, I love Norman Reedus before The Walking Dead. I did. Shut up. I'm not some... Yeah, I love Norman Reedus. I know. I do, too. But I love him with an Irish accent. But I wouldn't like be dying like if if Barack Obama showed up. If I was that if I was in the same building as Barack Obama, totally, I would fucking lose my shit. I would lose my shit about Norman Reedus too, though. Yeah, I would lose my shit. I don't know. Somehow I contained myself. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, I like Norman Reedus, but he's just an actor. But I get very attached to actors. So that's yeah. probably part of it. I know. They probably know, too, by now. You know what? For the newbies out there, she gets very attached. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking, like, stalkerish, I yeah, think. I'm not but a stalker. <laughs> the hell are you saying? At least I don't have any evidence of that yet, but... We only have a couple restraining orders. Only a couple. Only a couple. And I have one against Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I have one of those, too, though, so I don't think you're special. Don't remember that from the village. <laughs> Gross, because he wanted me to be his PA. <laughs> oh, good God. Not really. Hello, Penelope. And also, I have cats, and they sometimes interject. Yes, she does. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear her. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know if they heard her or not, but well, sometimes she's quite loud. You know, I really don't want to see her butt right now. You're just making her butt go. God. Okay. Sorry, can, I can't help it that she's a black cat itself a with bit. a little pink butthole. <laughs> and I thought I was the perverse. She's one. a tuxedo kitty. I can't help the placement of her coloration. Okay. Anyway, should we talk a little bit about the movie itself? Because we haven't really talked about the movie. We talked about the actor. Yeah, let's talk about we the actual about movie. Movie. You want to go first, or shall I? Go ahead. Oh, thank you. You're um, I liked the introduction of Peter Roger. Mm-hmm. About how they were trying to take down the zombies and everything. I wasn't so keen about the introduction of Francine and Steven. Mm-hmm. Um, just the whole newscasting shit and how they keep going back and forth with that wild professor and whatever. I did. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I could leave her. I do like how they hold up, held up in a mall. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. And if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, that would be my plan is to go to 
the mall near us, which I almost said, but I'm not going to. But yeah, I or I would travel by helicopter 500 hours to the Mermovo Mall. <laughs> no, you travel by helicopter 500 hours to our mall. That's what kills me. Which is so, 20 minutes away. <laughs> they're leaving PA. They're from P- out of PA. So they're somewhere in the state of PA, which we live in a neighboring state. So yeah. we know how small PA is. It's not that big of a state. No. By helicopter, you should be able to get any point of it in an hour. No, no, no. They have to refuel. They have to actually park the helicopter and refuel to get to okay, Monroeville. But so that's a problem. A, do you know what rate helicopters burn through fuel? Yes. B, do you know how long it would actually take for a helicopter as instead of just guessing because you know what it would be like for a plane? I'm not an expert on <laughs> helicopters. I would say not. But I cannot imagine it would take more time than a car. But you don't know. But you can't say it would take more time than a car, though. Come on. No. How long does it take to drive through PA from one stop side to the other? Lengthwise, it still three only hours, takes maybe? like three hours. Not enough time to refuel. No, I thought it was like... No, New York, seven. How long? How far away is um, Philadelphia? I thought Philly was kind of far away. Three hours. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It doesn't from one side out. to the... No, because... It's because where we're coming from, it takes like four or five well, hours. Because when... I mean, but like, we, we go to New York, New England. We've gone there a lot. We've driven through PA a lot. PA, it does not take a long time to drive through PA. Right, and that's what I'm saying. A helicopter... There's no way a fucking helicopter takes longer than a car. It's just... Unless you got a granny know, driving like, that helicopter. Do you know how, how fast helicopters ch- typically travel, though? Faster than a car. Do you know? Yeah, I'll look online right now. I mean, I I'll even look online how fast were helicopters in the 70s. I mean, I honestly don't know. How fast? Google. Siri. <laughs> how fast were helicopters in the 70s? Here we go. They were oh, fast. They were fast. An average helicopter can reach a top speed of somewhere between 130 and 140 knots, which comes out to about 160 miles per hour. I'm saying 100. It's saying here 120 for 1970s. So okay, that's twice the speed of a car at the time. Average car. Um, they only carry two hours and 45 minutes worth of fuel. But still, though. I mean, two hours. Okay. Uh, so but, 120 And they plan on a 30-minute reserve. So in two hours and 15 minutes flying at 100 knots, they can cover 250 miles. There you go. But you don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it still doesn't take. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'll stop messing with you. It doesn't take that long. Yes. I hate you. Um, so yeah, that was pretty lame, but I love that they held up in the mall. I love how resourceful they were about getting the trucks to block the entrance and yeah. they had it really set up nice in the, did. the, um, fake entrance to their place in case somebody did come in, which mm-hmm. the which bikers happened. did come in. Um, and then just taking, I mean, I would have a shit ton of time, fun time in JCPenney's and all those places. I'm like, see, this is like the funny part because like. You and I would be in this situation, and you'd be like, let's go shopping! And I'd be like, I don't really want to do that. And you'd be like, but everything's free! And I'd be like, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) You'd be like, but everything's free! And I'd be like, I'm just going to stay in this room. I'm just going to stay in this room and read. (laughs) See, you would have gone to, uh, what was back then? Uh, uh, Borders was in, oh, um, uh, B. Dalton's was in the mall. You would have gone to uh, I would have gone to B. the B. Dalton's, Dalton's but yeah. I would have gone there and I would have been like, books. I'll take a book. 
You're an asshole. <laughs> and I'd go read it, and then I'd take it back. You're such a dick. They belong to all of us now. No. Um, I treat it like a library. The sad thing is now most malls don't have a library in them. So what a library? You, you mean a bookstore? Yeah, that's what I meant. We were talking about libraries. Hi, earlier. baby. You want to come up? Um, yeah. So that'd be the sad thing about that. <laughs> that would, okay, that would be bad. Although you know what? Actually, there is a mall uh, near where my grandparents live that still has a ginormous bookstore in it. So they do exist. We'll go to that mall. Okay. Okay. And it's, we'll it's get we'll get one helicopter to take us to that mall that's two hours away. Perfect. Yeah. We'll make it. <laughs> um, and there was an ice skating rink at that mall, too. So, see, that was pretty cool. I know. I wanted Aww. to roller skate. Um, but, yeah, I like the slapstick, too, where the pies come out. Oh, I love the slapstick so comedy funny. in this movie. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Hari Krishners and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to say, I love the music. The use of music throughout this whole mm-hmm. movie. And sound. Yes. Like, when they're and in the honey And who do we school? have to thank for that? Oh, Dario Argento. And the goblins. And yes, the goblins. we do. Yes, we do. Want to talk about My that? My favorite horror man, Dario Argento. Yeah, Dario Argento. Um, he was such a huge fan of George Romero's that um, he actually helped fund uh, the film, at least partially. And he also um, invited Romero to come to Italy to stay at his house to write the script to Dawn of the Dead. Which um, you were saying was a little difficult for them because uh, Argento couldn't speak English and Romero couldn't speak not very well, uh, yeah. Italian. <laughs> yeah, not very well. So they just kind of like you know did their best. But they still made a lasting friendship, though. <laughs> yeah, they did. They were friends for a long time, and uh, I love, I absolutely love that um, Dario Argento's influences in this film. It's like combining like one of my favorite all-time directors with one of my other favorite all-time directors, and it's really cool. And of course, I love the um, goblins from Suspiria too. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, sound design was great. We got we got to, to uh, see the sound guy talk too. We did. He was cool. That was very awesome. Yeah. But like like you go to the hunting store, and there's like birds and stuff. I mean, it was just. There's so many. No, I know. No, I know that was interesting too because it's like, look at all the guns. Yeah. Which that store wasn't really in the mall. They just added that no, in. Yeah, it wasn't but, really in there. But um, I just liked loved how they used sound. I mean, there were so many different genres. I wanted oh, yeah, to watch sorry. it again just to listen to all the sound, and I didn't get a chance to before we filmed. But I wanted a catalog on, but just different genres and um, sound effects. It was just very, very um, eclectic. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that much of a collective, but I it just, worked. I though. just love the what, what was that music called? Would that be Calliope music? The, mm-hmm. the the Calliope music when they're just like the zombies are just fumbling around in yes. the, inside the mall. So funny! I just cracks it. Like it just starts up and you just start laughing. You can't help it. Like oh my gosh! So all in all, I think a good balance of movie because you had the funny, you had the yeah, and you horror, know, you know, and honestly, like. They saved. They did save a lot of money by filming at this mall because they they filmed from eleven p.m. to seven a.m. when it was closed, and mm-hmm. the mall didn't charge them. But it was also really hard to shoot inside a mall. I mean, especially if you were like the lighting department. I mean, oh, yeah. they talked about how incredibly difficult it was to light that place, especially because the uh, with. They were using they weren't using all the lights in the mall um, 
the lighting was very low so they were having so the lighting department was having to bounce light around a lot to like get as much like use out of the light that they had because they weren't just turning on all the mall lights right you know and they were constantly worrying about dark spots and glass everywhere like reflecting light in places oh, they yeah, didn't I didn't want think about it that. to yeah, they said it was incredibly hard to light. But, I mean, you would never know that to Mm-mm. watch the film. It was, it was, it came out flawless. And, um, they also, t- I also wanted to talk, what were you about to start talking about? Well, I was just going to say, too, about filming in the mall, they had to stop filming during the holiday season. Yeah, they did. Because it would have been too hard. They didn't want to take all the decorations mm-hmm. down back every up, night and but, put them back up. Yeah, so they stopped filming for, I think it was... A, 30 to 60 days during the holiday season. I think I heard a month, but... Yeah, was it a month? Like okay. That. Yeah, during the holiday season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was um, hard for them, too. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to talk about... Uh, what was it, like eight weeks they, they sh- had to shoot? I think so, yeah. Eight weeks. And, yeah, so, I mean... Shoestring budget. Shoestring I mean, really, budget, really. I mean, the extras, like I said, we were friends and family. They got $20 a day. Yeah. And a lunchbox. Yeah, something like that. And a t-shirt, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what they were given. That's what they got. <laughs> um, Which, I mean, you know, like, considering they're just friends and family, that's pretty nice. It is pretty cool. Plus, I mean, those are collectibles now. You can probably sell them for a couple oh, hundred dollars now, but... I'm sure that's... Yeah. And, and look, they're still showing up to, like, conventions, horror conventions yeah. and stuff. Like, look, I was a zombie from Dawn of the Dead. You love that movie. Want to take your picture with me? Which people bucks, was. You know? Like, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, no one's going to want to take... And the people were lining up oh, to take pictures of them, too. Yeah. I'm like, okay... All right, oh, then. Yeah. Make your 20 bucks, dude. That's I fine. really wanted a picture with the airport zombie. Oh, did you? I did. I really did. But I was like, I didn't. I don't have 70 bucks for that, you know, unfortunately. I wish outrageous. I did. I mean, I... I like the I, Hare Krishna one. I, I... You know what? I think they didn't make any... They didn't... They didn't really make any money, you know, doing the role. Right. Yeah, give them 70 bucks. But I didn't have it. I didn't have it either. Uh, yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. A note about Tan Savini talking about special effects. I just, I was doing my work, so I wasn't, I was like, in my attention was in and out. Yeah. But I hear prophylactic filled with blood. <laughs> During the thing? He was talking about how he did an explosion of one of oh, the God. zombies and how, like, I can't remember how he talked, how he rigged the charge. But that was how they did the, the, the blood splatter was they filled prophylactics with blood. That's cool. Yes. That's cool. Shit. I was like, I'm like, prophylactics filled with blood? I'm writing that down. <laughs> shit. Well, and I know Tom wasn't, um, at, at the time, I don't know if he's grown to, to accept it now, but at the time he wasn't very happy with the makeup that he did. Um, he used the same kind of makeup composition that they did for Night of the Dead, which is black and white. Well, it looked more blue on the color film. So, but I thought mm-hmm. it looked pretty cool. I mean, yeah. why not blue zombies, blue-gray zombies? I thought it looked pretty cool. And it's pretty impressive considering, as he said in the documentary, um, like, there was nowhere to go to school to learn how to do that. Right. He taught himself. He figured it out. You know, like, I think that's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. You know, um, of course, that's probably why he's a freaking legend in movie, <laughs> or movie makeup, I mean. Right. <laughs> but still, like... That's crazy. Um, okay. Those prophylactic um, balloons, they were used, they were actually a mixture of food coloring, peanut butter, and cane sugar Ew. syrup. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it worked though. Gross. <laughs> 
Actually, that's could be a lot worse. I bet it was pretty tasty. Anything with peanut butter in it, if I could eat it, I would. I can't eat peanut butter. Oh, God. I can't eat food. If I could, I would be all over some peanut butter, okay? <laughs> uh, oh, um, did you have anything else about filming in the mall? Because um, the only thing else I had was about editing. No, the only thing I had is that how um, the mall had changed, actually, from when we went there. You know, the ice skating rink's now the food court. Penny's yeah. is moved. It's now, of course, J.C. Penny's. It was Penny's back in the day. It's not moved. and um, But, you know, it's still the same skylights. Yeah. That were there. I mean, you could still see. You could go down one of the halls and be like, it could have been any one of those hallways mm-hmm. where the bathrooms were, but it's like you could tell. And you still, you walk in and you see that unique, like when you're up on, like you walk in and you're on the second floor. Yeah. And you see that unique um, open atrium and the rounded uh, railing, mm-hmm. you know, with the half walls that go around the open middle. And you're just like, I know exactly where I am. Mm-hmm. Like very surreal it, it is it's like i'm friggin standing in this movie what's going on it's really cool and even though ken made fun of the people buying pieces of the mall i kind of wish i bought a piece in the mall even though it's like 20 bucks i'm like oh that'd be so cool yeah but then you i know. know you know part of me just wants to like collect all the horror movie memorabilia i can get my hands on and then the other part of me is like but you're broke and where do you put it it's my problem it's like where do you put it because i don't have the room for the shit i have now i just don't have the money to collect anything more well i shouldn't collect anything you know like i mean like pretty much yeah i don't i don't collect anything actually i collect keychains and i have no keys (laughs) i collect shot glasses and i don't drink alcohol yeah i know it's pretty sad you know what though i mean I, I can see why, though. They're little. They're very collectible. They're cute. Everyone has them. You know, they're like, you can always, I mean, they're so collectible because they make them in a billion different designs. They make them for all the states. Any kind of occasion. For all countries. Shot glass, I know, was like, worried in Paris they wouldn't have shot glasses. I'm like, Paris is high fluting and they're fancy. They oh, I have so many shot glasses from Paris. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. They have them everywhere. So. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I was I mean, shot glasses are really collectible. I don't, I don't think you have to really strictly drink alcohol in order to collect shot glasses. But I don't uh, actually collect anything. I think it'd be fun to collect horror movie memorabilia, but I just uh, don't have that in the budget. No, not at all. As they say, they're cotton. <laughs> what other trivia did you have before I get to Marigold? Oh yeah, I was gonna say just. Um, I really uh, liked George's editing in this, his cutting in mm-hmm. this movie, the way he cut this movie. Just really, like, I, I just thought it was amazing because um, he does really quick cutting, but he does it so smoothly that it doesn't wear you out. Like, like you know, like, like if there's usually, like, a less skilled director, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usually quick cuts are very draining emotionally. And if you just do them over and over and over and over and over again, and you don't like let the audience get comfortable or give them room to breathe once in a while, you know, like it, it can really wear them out. And and it's something that I don't like personally. It's like, that's the easiest way for me to not like a movie. Right. It's just getting overwhelmed by like, give us a breather. Okay. For fuck's sake, you know? Um, but I really think that, he just did an amazing job with this movie because I never felt like that. I, th- I agree with that. I totally do. Definitely. Yeah, and he talks about 
how well you can do it, but you have to do it the right way. Um, if it's if you do it in a way that isn't jarring to the audience, then the cuts are invisible, which I thought was really um, an interesting thought, concept, idea. Why are you walking away? Because I need something. <laughs> um, I was going to talk a little about just a little bit um, about the makeup. One more thing about it is all I had to say. It would take up to three hours in makeup to transfer one person into a zombie. One person. Can you imagine how much work that would have been? Dude. Crazy. I know. And, and Tom Zimini talked about making up like backstories for all of the zombies for how they ended up the way that they looked and everything. Mm -hmm. And to think of just how much effort he was putting into that. Every single zombie, three hours in the makeup chair, they all had backstories for how they got to look the way they did. I mean, that's freaking awesome. There yeah. were a lot of zombies. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, the filming took a period over four months, and Tom Zavini had a crew of eight to do wow. all 200 extras, and that was it. That's insane. And did you know this was banned in Queensland, Australia, until 1986? I did not know that. Yeah. Um, any more trivia that you have? No, that was all I had. All right. Um, should we figure out who the marigold is? Because I honestly you know, think it's the wacky professor. I don't even know, Or though. it's the movie itself. I don't... I, you know, I, I would venture to say that there isn't one. Because even with the media, he didn't use the media as a tool to spout exposition. He used the media as, like, a character. And um, he used it sometimes to, to throw the audience. But he never used it purely as, like, a weak exposition tool. So I don't even feel like it's that. Like, I feel like the movie doesn't have an exposition sex worker. It just tells the story. Yeah, it just, I just feel like it just excellently tells the story. It didn't need to use exposition because he's that good of a storyteller. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sorry, Marigold. Yeah, you're out, Marigold. We'll find you another. I'm sure you'll be back next episode. <laughs> oh, I know she will be. So, um, favorite or most memorable moment from the movie? Hmm. Because I've got one. Okay, then you tell yours, and I'll think about it. When Roger, I'm sorry, when Peter finished Roger off, it made me so sad. Because Roger turned into a zombie. They tried to keep him. Yeah. They tried to make him better, and then in the end. That was really sad. Peter just had to kill him. It was very sad. That was my most poignant moment of the movie. Do you have one? Um, I was trying to think of the one that kept sticking out to me. I was thinking about it all day today, too. Of uh, one, one moment that kept going through my head. But now I can't remember what it was. You know what? I think, honestly, the biggest... The, the, um, no, the scene, actually the scene with Peter and Roger when they are moving the trucks. Oh yeah, because it's all ad-libbed. I forgot about that. They made that up on their own. That is really cool. It is. That is awesome. Because it flowed. It worked so perfectly oh, for their characters. It definitely did. And it was totally ad-libbed. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, it was totally ad-libbed by uh, Ken and uh, Scott. No, I didn't, I didn't know that, and mm -hmm. I, that was my favorite thing. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good scene. Yeah. I just love the two of them together. I do too. And that kind of brings us in to the next part, which is the fan fiction, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm already smiling about, because uh -huh. most of it is Roger Peter, slash. Yeah, I mean. Because I want to the read cups. these. 
They are hot cups. Ken, you will be always be my favorite hot cup ever. Just saying. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, we're Roger. Peter saves Roger, and everything's okay, and they live happily ever after. And yeah, Aww. it's really great. Um, and then there's a lot of crossovers too. There's so there's like 16 on archive of our own fan fiction, and there's about 30 in fan fiction and some of the crossovers make sense like Resident Evil you've got um, yeah sure I can see that Resident Evil you have Darkstalker Zombie Survival Guide but then you've got like Rambo <laughs> and Pirates of the Caribbean what? Robin Hood Robin Hood Godzilla and Harry Potter <laughs> the shit yeah and Star Wars Robin so, Hood that's interesting and one of them is a game I've never seen a game crossover Plants vs. Zombies so that's interesting too because I love that game Okay. <laughs> what about Dawn of the Dead with Jaws? Why did no one come up with that one, huh? I guess I have to What make about that one Dawn up. of the Dead and Rainbow Bright? No, How about Ed, that Ed and Eddie. market hasn't been tapped? Where's the Ed, Ed, and Eddie? I thought that went along with every film. I, I gotta find that author. There's one author out there just crossing Ed, Ed, and Eddie <laughs> with every, every <laughs> horror movie ever written. So, yeah, I'm definitely gonna hold up some of these Dawn of the Dead uh, fan fiction so I can watch those. That's later. awesome. Um,. Should we rate? Let's oh, rate. Pimp? Rate and pimp. We rate first. Shall we rate? Do you want to rate. rate first? I will rate first. This was my pick. This was your pick. This was the chaos pick. And therefore, chaos will rate first. I don't know. Just I am. Um, <laughs> they will also talk in the third person. I like to do that again. <laughs> um, after I have sung so much of its praises and offered up no critiques, I guess I'm giving it a 10. Nice. I'm actually going 8.997. I liked it that much. Wow. Which is, I think, one of my highest scores ever. No. It's not? What was my highest you score? You give shit nines and nine and a halfs and I do. Nine point Fine. 9.763 then. How about them apples? I know I've never given anything a 10 yet. No, you haven't. Yeah. Because I'm picky. Okay, so I gave it a 10. Screams a 10. And you gave it a 9.763? Yeah, let's go 9.763. 9.763. Oh, that rounds up nicely to a 10. Shut up. We don't round. We don't round in carnage's rule. Do you have any pimping before I have? I just made a pimp. Um, Do you have anything to pimp before we get to pimping yeah, ourselves? Yeah, I want a pimp. Uh, I want a pimp. Uh, a bipolar, a schizophrenic, and a podcast. Okay. I love that podcast. Oh, that's the podcast. That's the name of the podcast. Oh, I thought you were looking for someone. You're like, no, no, I no. have this person. No, okay. that's the name of the podcast. Okay. Um, I have something that's not pimping, per se. Okay. I have bribery for our listeners, because I know you're out there, listeners, but we don't know who you are. So we I will say this. We know some of you are. We know who some of you are. Uh, those of you that we don't know, because you've not made yourself known... If you leave a review on iTunes, and a rating, of course, rating and review goes together, hand in, you know, love and marriage. Um, Not necessarily. <laughs> like a horse and carriage? I don't believe horses should be slaves. Okay, you know what? It goes together like PB&J. How about that? I can't eat either of those things. So We don't care about you. Go ahead, then. <laughs> it goes together with soylent and a mouth. How about that? Soylent and green? Just continue. Okay. So here is my deal. If you leave a rate and a review on iTunes, and then you have to let us know either on Instagram or Facebook page, you know, just leave us a line 
and tell us what your favorite charity is, I will donate $10. So you gotta leave a rate and review, and then you gotta leave me a note telling me that you did it, and that what your favorite charity is, and I will do donate $10 to your charity. I really hope like 100 people. <laughs> I do too. Because that'd be great, all that money going to charity. You have to pay all this money to charity. You know what? It'd be good for the charities. Look at you trying to help people. I am. And at the same time, bribe. So it's evil but helpful. Kind of like me. Evil but helpful. So that's what I have to say. So if you've gotten all the way through this end of this podcast, and no help for you to pimp it to say that this is what's happening at the end of it. If you've gotten through organically oh. to the end of this podcast. Oh, I see. And you're hearing this message, and you rate and review, and you leave me a message, I will donate. So you can't, like, drum up business to make me have to donate so much. God damn it. They have to organically get to the end of this podcast. Because I want to get to know our real viewers. Not people that you bribed to listen to it. All to leave right, a rate and review. Alright, alright. Just to see me pay $1,000 to a charity. I won't try to make you pay tons of money. Anyway, Just but I will happily I do it, it though. And you are my accountability partner that I will pay it. So, well, right? of course I'm going to make you do it. It's hilarious. Okay, great. Um, so that's all the pimping I have. Do you want to pimp us? Yeah, I'll pimp us. Okay, pimp us out. If you'd like to email us about how the issues on this show have affected you, please do so. Send that email to podcastatnight at gmail.com. If you would like to interact with us, say on our wonderful Instagram page um, or our Twitter, which... Uh, is going to be getting more active, I guess. Yes. Okay, yeah, it will be. Um, so we'll actually be on Twitter. Yes. Using Twitter. Responding to Twitter. Which will be great. Yeah. Um, or if you Facebook. are one of those people on Facebook, we have a Facebook page too. And all of our social media is at podcast at night. We are on Podbean at podcast at night dot podbean dot com that is probably being picked up what that let's see is it very light oh. very lightly come on keep motoring on it's audible on the it, You're was, audible. it was audible on the thing you're audible my mom's asking me if I'm a good girl nope that's weird. I just bribe people. I don't even remember where exactly I watched shit. Trick it's done right. No. Yes. No. You're fired. Please go to iTunes. Give us if you liked. If you enjoyed our episode, please go to iTunes and rate and uh, give us a review. We really appreciate it. And we are also on Google Play and. Um, Podbean. I already said Podbean. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Stitcher. Uh, so this is uh, Chaos saying adios and stay bloodthirsty friends. Harms, peace and out. And as always, we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of cats and noisy fucking appliances. Good night. Thanks for listening to They Mostly Podcast at Night. 
Our theme song is by the Computer Music All-Stars under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Link in the show notes.